Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs. This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. Um, where are you off to? I'm going to check out Alien Donuts. They are a funky, hip donut concept with planetary beats and out-of-this-world treats. They have vegan, gluten-free, classics, specialty, and space-themed donuts. Yum. What else do they got? They also offer nitro brew coffee, rocket shakes, and freshly made ice cream. And how can I find them, Crystal? Well, they are located in the heart of Old Town Scottsdale on 5th Avenue. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram, or AlienDonuts.com. Donut, stop believing. What you drinking? My favorite drink ever. Pistachio blended brew with a coffee base and a little extra shot of caffeine from Sweet's Cold Brew Coffee Company. Gotta get ready for that show, Crystal. And did you know that Sweet's Cold Brew is the first and only cold brew coffee shop in the state of Arizona? It's for rad people only. I'm rad. The only thing that would make them better is if they sold beer and wine. Funny you should say that. Just check out their menu at sweetsbrew.com. That's sweets with a Z in the middle. Uh, they also got an awesome Instagram page. Mmm, Catino Sauce Company has the sexiest, hottest, hot... Uh, <clears throat> no, no, that's all wrong. Hold on. Coutinho is the sexiest, hottest, hot, hot sauce. Damn it. That's all wrong. What no. are you doing? Trying to record this ad for Coutinho Sauce Company. Coutinho? You mean the best damn hot sauce on the planet with tons of flavors like jalapeno, habanero, chipotle, verde, and all kinds of others I can't pronounce. They also have amazing limited flavors like mango and blueberry. Yep, that's it. My favorite is Ghost. It makes my butt burn. <laughs> you gotta act fast though, because they're always selling out of that one. Okay. Just visit CatinoSauce.com for more flavors and customized bundles. Also, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. My homeboy and CEO of Catino Sauce Company, Jacob, will appreciate that. Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Fall in! All right, all right, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. And three, two, and motherfucking one. That? We're back. That was kind of intense. Every week, 
every week the same thing. <laughs> it's um, I think you. I don't know why I just had deja vu. Did you? Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I've done that same intro before, and you also commented with that was intense. So I don't know. I don't know if we're in the matrix. I don't know what's going <gasps> we on. We are in the matrix. Oh my uh, gosh. But anyways, I just had deja vu with that intro. Um, That's weird. Or maybe we just do the same shit every week. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should change it up a little. <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask the five people listening to us. <laughs> yep. Um, well, one more. We've oh, got we got one six? more. Oh, we've got six all together. Stop um, it. We have we're, a plethora. Yes. Plethora. Every week it continues yep. to grow. Every except week. Except for that one week. Which week was that? The missing women. That one. No, that, that one, one grows more than all of them. I'm just saying, oh. we we are not beating that one. No, no. I mean, that's a tough one. That it's, it's still people are still going back and listening to it that was one. Good. Um, I've got uh, people, tons of people reaching out asking about it. So if you guys haven't seen that one, or I mean, heard it. Sorry, it's it's a radio, it's a <laughs> podcast, not a visual show. Uh, go check it out. It is the last month, uh, Tales from the Guard Tower, The Missing uh, Women of Juarez. That's the title of it. So um, it's pretty intense. It's real. Um, I wish we could. I think we're going to have to do some more uh, digging around and some more research and another show on that one just because there's still so much left to talk about. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. But today, unfortunately, uh, today's dishonorable mention um kind of close to that because oh. it involves you know murder oh, it involves rape it's so horrible. and uh yeah it's this I is a tough these. one i hate this one so i'm definitely gonna need my drink to get through this show yes it's awful as always i've got my um handy dandy absinthe mindy <laughs> absinthe minded uh absinthe mixed with my little orange and lime juice club soda mint delicious drink uh refreshing so mm, refreshing you have you can hear it too you can I hear know. it you don't have your headphones on so you can't hear us but that's all right you don't need them on oh it just sorry. sounds delicious it sounds delicious yeah. you don't have to wear them no, if you don't I'll, want to I'm, I'm the i'm the technical guy you can hear it. as long as you can hear me i can hear you and then you're fine then okay. we're good how does that sound better much better how does this sound Ooh. Doesn't it sound refreshing? It does sound refreshing. Once you have the headphones on, right? Yes. So imagine what our listeners are listening to right now. Oh, they're so lucky. You're welcome. We've just lost most of them <laughs> with this intro. but That's because um, they went to make their own. So, yeah, hopefully. Come back, guys. <laughs> so, you guys know Dishonorable Mentions. You know, we cover... Dirt bags in the military, murderers, yes. rapists, killers, uh, the worst of the worst. With that being said, you know, um, we've gotten a lot of, uh, I'm going to post some of the comments uh, from the last Ooh. few, from last month's uh, episodes, both the, um, not not so much the Tales from the Guard Tower, the murder of women of Juarez. We didn't get so much pushback on that. <clears throat> I think people kind of understand what uh, Mexico and their government and the cartels are capable of, so nobody really opposed that or questioned it. Uh, but the following week, we did dishonorable mention, which we actually included a whole a base. Yeah, Fort Hood, yes. right, with everything <laughs> going on with Vanessa Guillen's case and 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 the countless other murders just this year alone. 
uh, not to mention all the stuff that's gone on over over the years. Obviously, all bases have bad apples and bad things happen all over the, the world, the U.S., including in our military. Um, and so people were really pissed off that we called out Fort Hood, you know, and last month's dishonorable mention because uh, we called out a whole base. Uh, I laid out a plan. Uh, it might not solve the issues, but my <laughs> plan was just kind of start fresh with a, a brand new face, a brand new name to the base yep. and everything else. And if you haven't heard it, go back to last month's dishonorable mentions, Fort Hood. Uh, check out what, what our thoughts were. Uh, we had an awesome guest on. So, um, um, you know, go back and, and check it out and see what all the hubbub was about. Was about. Was about. <laughs> I almost sounded Canadian right there for a second. What all the hubbub was about. A boot. A boot. A boot. But anyways, um, yeah, so as always, we also do um, uh, motivation, um, what do you call it? Motivation um, Alley. Motivation Alley, sorry. Where we get a service member, a veteran, uh, someone who's doing great things in the community or, you know, did great things at, at some point, what, whatever the case might be, right? We, we want to also mention all those awesome people mm-hmm. doing great things like Daniel Maloney, you know, and, and all the stuff he's doing, volunteering, you know, across the world and helping, you know, those that are you know, less fortunate with medical aid and things like that yeah. in Haiti and um, all the things he's done with the veteran community. So that was another great uh, podcast as well. You know, shout out to, to my boy, uh, our boy, Daniel Maloney, you know. So just so we kind of cover this is we don't just look out for the bad things going on no. in the military, but bad things happen. And we're not we afraid. We have to police it. We have to police each other. We're not afraid or shy. Yeah. Uh, uh, from talking about these subjects. So I to- think yeah, because as we get more into this, it's like the biggest question is, you know, that comes to your mind is like, why did this happen? Like, how did this happen? And like when you start looking at, yeah, it makes sense that how these things like it makes no sense on the surface, but then you kind of. If you don't talk about these things, like I never heard any of this stuff that went on. Um, I've never heard it until we started looking at it. And you even said it's like going down a rabbit hole because then you hear all these atrocities that happen. And I would have fought anyone if they said, oh, that's what they're doing. Over and I'm like, that never happens. Like, because you would never hear it. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Part of it, obviously, the military and the government want to cover it up, which part of me understands, um, not not the cover-ups here at home, because um, that's being done to our own citizens, our own people, our own our own service members, uh, particularly think, women. Yeah. But overseas, I'm not trying to make up an excuse, but I understand why you would cover some of those things up. And when I mean cover-up, I don't mean that don't punish the people who deserve to be punished. Uh, I'm saying uh, as far as not talk about it as much because you wouldn't want, um, and as you're going to hear in in this story today, why these things happen, why sometimes we don't put it out to the the public as much, you're also putting people in danger, our own troops, right, when it comes to these kind of things. And so, yes, uh, punish the people involved, uh, but, you know, I can also see why the the U.S. government might, might cover it up a little as far as the news goes. Um, but nonetheless, um, uh, especially now that these things have, you know, it's been over quite a while, a few years. Is this one's been what 14 years since yeah. it occurred, and so 
I think it is up to us to call out these kind of people, these individuals, right? We're not calling out the military. We both served. You did over 20 years in the military. I did 11 years. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it, and mine boggles me. It boggles my mind. How, <laughs> uh, the, the, how many of these stories are, are out there? And we have no idea. And the people that protect these individuals or the organization, mm-hmm. I get it. The Army. Uh, it's amazing. We need the military. We were both in the military. We know we served. We get it. Um, we're calling out the individuals, right? Sometimes an organization uh, like Fort Hood uh, or the leadership also needs to be called out. So, but yes. along with that, we will also always go back and and share the positives uh, during Motivation Alley. Yeah. So don't uh, don't just come on here and, and and think that we're just trying to bash the military. The other thing, too, is that it's interesting. There's a lot of people interested in this type of stuff, right? People love hearing about murder and mystery. And I'm not saying they, they, they love murder and mystery. I'm just saying it's interesting to know this, right? From a psychological point of view, people love hearing and talking about what's going on in other people's minds, why someone did it. As gruesome as this stuff is, um, it's just interesting to figure out and the psyche. Yeah. This one is probably one of the worst I've heard. Ooh, when I went down the rabbit hole, like you said earlier, oh. I found out even war stories. So season two of this is uh, going to be, uh, there's no lack of stories. Oh, Let's just say that. So gross. So, all right. Well, why don't we get started? All right. Okay. So today we're talking about the, and I'm going to say this slowly because okay. I don't want to. It's Well, it's, you said it earlier when we were cooking breakfast. Mahmoudiya. And I, rape and killings. Oh, so wow. horrible. Yeah, it's a it's such a different. Yeah, world. the the I guess it's a city, right, mm-hmm. or a district, uh, Mahmoudia. I believe that's how it's pronounced. That's as close as I can get to it. Rape and killings involved uh, five uh, U.S. soldiers. Dirtbags. From the 502nd uh, Infantry Regiment. I'm going to start with their names real quick. I'm going to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Start off with what kind of what what happened to him, and then kind of get back into the story. So uh, the five individuals um, are Specialist Paul E. Cortez, Specialist James P. Baker, Private First Class Jesse V. Spielman, Private First Class Brian L. Howard, and Private First Class Stephen D. Green. Remember this guy, Green. Uh, All right, so now I'm going to go back down to actually what happened to them. All right, so right now... Stephen Green uh, was arrested in North Carolina while traveling home from Arlington, Virginia, where he had attended a funeral of a soldier. All right, this was on June 30th, 2006. This, uh, let me see, the incident actually happened in, in March, but he was arrested on June 30th, 2006 the, by the FBI because Green had already left the military at this point. In fact, he had been discharged with um i'll go back to that too so i can get it uh, right i don't want to say what the actual discharge was. it was some kind of mental disorder that he was discharged with so the military actually got it right yeah they just didn't know he was you know how bad he was literally a few months before his discharge he had you know murdered and raped somebody so so and and sort of been the ringleader for this right on july 6 2006 green entered a plea of not guilty through the public defenders u.s uh, Magistrate Judge James Moyer set an arrangement date of August 8th in Panduka, Kentucky. On July 8, uh, sorry, on July uh, 11th, 
his lawyers requested a gag order. So basically, they figured that if if this was going to make it to the news outlets and everything else, that it wasn't going to be a fair trial for him, blah, 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 whatever. Long story short, the judge was like, these are such horrendous crimes, and he didn't believe that it was going to affect his, his trial, so he, um, he denied the gag order. So, good. Um, all right. Uh, Green uh, did challenge his convictions because um, he was convicted of rape and murder and spent the rest of his life. Now, um, he they voted to not, um, what it, what it, what's the word, um, to not have him, um, to not face the death penalty. Mm. So he did not have to face the death penalty, which kind of sucks because this guy deserved it. If anybody yeah, deserved he it, does. he did, but he was going to spend the rest of his life in prison with like, you know, 90 years uh, before he could even get parole or oh, request okay. parole so basically he was going to rot in yeah. prison um let me see he did uh challenge his uh convictions claiming that the military extra territorial jurisdiction act is unconstitutional and that he should face a military trial so i believe because he was i i i don't know if he thought he was going to get a better trial or easier trial in the military but That's i'm like crazy. he's an idiot so anyways um, all right, now James Baker, on November 15th, 2006, Specialist Baker pleaded guilty to rape and murder as part of the plea deal, requiring him to uh, give evidence against other soldiers to avoid the death penalty. He was sentenced to 90 years in prison and must serve 20 before being considered for parole. Uh, Paul Cortez, on January 22nd, 2007, Cortez pleaded guilty in a court uh, for martial, uh, or sorry, in a court martial to rape, conspiracy to rape, and uh, four counts of mur of murder, as part of the plea deal to avoid the death penalty, and was sentenced to a hundred years in prison. Followed a dishonorable discharge, obviously. <laughs> Jesse V. Spielman on August third, two thousand seven. Spielman was twenty three, was uh, sentenced by a court martial to one hundred and ten years in prison with possibility of parole after 10 years followed by a dishonorable discharge uh let me see he was convicted of rape conspiracy to commit rape housebreaking with intent to rape and four counts of felony murder uh, let me see brian howard howard was sentenced by a court martial under a plea agreement for obstruction of justice and being an accessory after the fact the court found that his involvement included hearing uh, the others discussing the crime and lying to protect them, but not commission of the actual rape or murders. Uh, Anthony uh, Ribe, I don't know how to say it, it's Y-R-I-B-E, who cares if I misspell this douchebag's name anyways, but this guy was infinitely charged with obstructing the investigation, specifically uh, dereliction of duty and making a false statement. In exchange for his uh, testimony against the others' men, the government dropped the charges against him, and he accepted an administrative discharge characterized as other than honorable. So this guy wasn't directly involved with it, but he knew of it. Uh, he kind of helped cover up. So anyways, in my mind, all douchebags. So these are the five dudes involved in this event. Now, some of this, what I kind of mentioned right now, and, and why some of them didn't talk, and why they kind of you know held it to themselves, kind of goes back to your 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 thoughts and things we were discussing earlier you're talking about groupthink right this is a, a perfect example of what groupthink can do to somebody right um do you want to talk about the events and then discuss what what yeah, talk does? about the events because the events are events are so disgusting 
And that is where you just like, how, how do you do that? How does five people who, how did, how does this happen? All right. So let's talk about the events. So Mahmoudiyah rape and killings, right? These were war crimes that involved the gang rape and murder of a 14-year-old Iraqi girl. Her name was Abir Kasim Hamza Al-Janabi. And forgive me if I'm misspelling or mispronouncing these names, uh, but that's as close as I can get. And the murder of her family by United States Army soldiers, the five guys we just mentioned. This happened on March 12, 2006. It occurred in the family's house that was just southwest of Yusufia, a village of the west town of Al-Mahmudiyah, Iraq. Other members of the Al-Janabi's family murdered by Americans included her 34-year-old mother, Fakriya Taha Masen, 45-year-old father, Kasim Hamza Rahim, and 6-year-old sister, Hadil Kasim Hamaz Al-Janabi. So yes, I said 6-year-old sister. Um, the two remaining survivors of the families were nine-year-old brother and um, uh, brother Ahmed and 11-year-old brother Mohammed were at school during the massacre and orphaned by the event. So charged with the crime were those five dudes that were, that were already mentioned, so I'm not going to say that again. Uh, before the crimes were known by his command, where, oh, let me see, hold on. Uh, Green was discharged, which I mentioned, from the U.S. Army for mental instability. That was what he was uh, discharged mm -hmm. with, obviously. Uh, but this was right before, so a few months after this actually happened, and right before the military actually discovered the, the crimes. Um, all right, so Abi Kasim Hamza Al-Janabi, she's the 14-year-old girl that, that, was, that was raped and, and murdered, uh, born in 1991, uh, August 19th, uh, died obviously March 12, 2006, lived with her mother and father and uh, a little six-year-old sister, nine-year-old brother, and 11-year-old brother. Uh, of modest uh, means, Abir's family lived in a one-bedroom house that they did not own the, with borrowed furniture in the village. So the reason why these guys knew of this family was that this house was only 200 yards away from the, an outpost that these guys used to run. So this unit, you know, would obviously they would trade out, you know, soldiers every, you know, 12 hours, kind of like where we talk about uh, Tales from the Guard Tower, right? This was obviously was not a guard tower, but it's the same thing. It's an outpost, so it's a vehicle checkpoint. You know, they okay. stop vehicles coming in and out into the, the towns or, or going out of town. Um, and so, you know, they were not far from this house, so they probably kept a, 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 a close eye on this house. But apparently, according to neighbors and even the family members, uh, said that they would get creepy vibes from these particular guys even oh, wow. before this happened. Uh, just because of the way they would look at the families. They said that they would come into their house a lot and uh, just interrupt them and and without any, uh, without any obviously, advance notice. But obviously, if you have evidence that there's something going on, you're not going to give people advance notice. But the point is there was nothing. They were taking advantage of this They were taking situation. advantage of this. They were not necessarily, they were searching them uh, randomly. There was never anything going on, but they still took advantage of it. And the mother claims or, I mean, the neighbors had claimed that the mother had told them that she would get creepy vibes specifically from this guy, Green, yeah. that that when he would be close by, he would point at the daughter and then give her a thumbs up, like the mom. He would give yeah. her a thumbs up about the daughter, Gross. like, you know, yeah. 
So obviously they already had this to the point where the family would even uh, have the daughter spend the night sometimes with her aunt and uncle at their house. So oh that's how God. that's how afraid they were of these guys, right? So I'm assuming on those nights that's when these guys were on patrol or I mean when they were, you know, at this uh, station, right? Um, so um, let me see what else we got here. Yeah, man, it was pretty bad. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, this is such a such a slap in the face such a such an insult i mean it's it's the worst of the worst yeah that's why we do this show these guys did not represent what the no. united states army should be right this is what you think these these foreign armies do yeah right? this is what you think korea does or yes. north korea does you know the chinese government you know in, in, in vietnam and you know these communist countries right this is what you think these is the, or, or even the the Middle East, some of the you know the 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 terrorist organizations. This is what they do to young yes. men and young women. This is what they do to families, right? They terrorize them, they rape them, they behead them, they kill them. I mean, that's what the bad guys do. Yeah. So when you when you talk about our country and our soldiers doing this stuff, it's I don't even know how to feel. I mean, besides the disgust, right? It, it pisses it, me off. It pisses me off even more to a different level, like. How could these guys even make it through, right? And this is where we talk about the, the leadership. And I'm not blaming leadership on this, but when you hear more about the story and how, you know, you know how first of all, how we even found out, we didn't even find out from people from that unit because people there were more people covering this up. And maybe they didn't know specifics, but they thought some foul play had happened and they were willing to let it go. Mm -hmm. They were willing to, to bury it, including the, the leadership, right? So... Um, all right. So on March 12, 2006, um, soldiers at the checkpoint, which is the one I was talking about earlier, that was no more than 200 yards from, from their house, uh, consisting of Green, uh, Cortez, Barker, Jesse Spielman, and uh, Brian Howard have been playing cards illegally, drinking alcohol, uh, hitting golf balls, and discussing plans to rape a beer and kill some Iraqis. That's in quotations. So Green was very uh, persistent about killing some Iraqis against, in quotation. So apparently this guy kept saying that. Apparently Green was the green, the, the ringleader. Apparently Green was had an itchy uh, trigger finger, obviously wanted to kill somebody uh, before their deployment was over. So he was kind of the one leading this, right? Um, so on one night, four of the soldiers, four of the six that were on this post um, from the unit... Uh, Ooh, it was Baker, Cortez, Green, and Spielman left their post for uh, a Beers home. Uh, yes, a Beers is young, the young girl. Two men, Howard and another soldier, remained at the post. Howard uh, had not been involved in discussions to rape and murder the family. He heard the four men talking about it and saw them leave, but thought they were joking and were planning to beat up some Iraqi man to blow off some steam. So this guy's like, whatever, you know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm sure they're not going to be killing or raping anybody. Nonetheless, afterwards, this guy still didn't say anything, which is why he got in trouble uh, anyways. But uh, the sick soldier at the checkpoint had no involvement at all. So what they're talking about here is originally from just kind of reading deeper into this, um, there's some reports that claim that Green actually raped her a few days prior oh. to the events. Um, and then on this night, when they went and actually committed the murders and rapes, um, he had already raped her, so a few yeah. nights prior. So 
there's thought that this was kind of one of those like cover up like okay so I raped her and I and I'm thinking about it she's she might you know talk about it she might point me out so let's go finish the job kind of thing and then he got others involved and so all right so on the day of the massacre uh, Abir's father was enjoying the time with his family uh, he was outside with a little six-year-old girl uh, this happened in broad daylight so five of these guys on this day ended up going over to the house uh, not wearing the uniforms they were wearing their pajamas you know the and I'm assuming it depends 2006 I don't know if they already had the I think they already had ACUs so they might actually have been wearing like do you remember the tan under our uh, not under armor but the pajamas we used to wear under our our clothes they used to give us a long sleeve like the long johns the long johns yeah, yeah just like that yeah okay I'm assuming that's what it is yeah. I'm assuming that's what it is because uh, on here in quotation marks it says to look like ninjas I'm like, oh my god! So these They're guys, so these guys' minds weren't even fucking fully developed. No. With things like that, I mean, when you say quotation marks, somebody must have said that. That must have been in a report that one of the guys said, "Yeah, we want to go out there, looking like ninjas, like and, and to cover up probably so that the uniforms wouldn't be recognized or whatever." Gross. Um, the stepdaughter, I'm sorry, the the, the stepdaughter. They separated the daughter, the 14 year old girl, a beer, and her family into two different rooms, right? Spielman was responsible for grabbing a beer six-year-old sister who was outside the house with her father and bringing her inside the house. Green then broke a beer's mother's arm, likely in some kind of struggle, um, being, uh, let me see, which resulted when she heard her daughter being raped in the other room. So the other two guys were in the other room raping um, the young girl, and Green was taking care of the father, the, the six-year-old, and the mother. Um, while this is going on, these two guys are taking turns, holding her down, raping her. Oh he ends up killing, shooting the father, the little girl, and the mother with an AK. I'm assuming one he either found in their house or confiscated from another raid or somewhere mm -hmm. else. Because they en ended up later getting rid of that AK and other evidence. Oh uh, they threw that in the river. Um, they ended up burning part of her body. Uh, oh, before he was done, he took his last turn at raping her. Uh. Then they ended up burning, um, he shot her, ended up burning her lower half of her body, threw some uh, gasoline on it, uh, probably obviously to get rid of evidence. Uh, the rest of the fire, um, you know, spread to the, the house. So they took off, uh, the neighbors noticed smoke coming out, and that's how they ended up finding out the family was, was dead. And um, after that, they called, uh, they went to a separate checkpoint, uh, the, you know, the neighbors, and got together with some other another unit you know mm -hmm. to investigate it they came around and apparently some of these guys that were involved in this were also there oh when they went gosh. to investigate and apparently somehow they were convinced or they convinced the, the investigating people that this was something done by uh, SUNY uh, insurgents so that's what they ended up telling the neighbors and everybody else. Everybody said, well, these were Sunni insurgents, and that's who killed your, your fa the family and, and all these, uh, the, you know, raped the, the little girl and everything else. So they were blaming it on insurgents. Uh, obviously, this, you know, lasted for a while, and that's what everybody believed. But not everybody believed that, so including the Sunnis, because they're like, fuck no, we didn't do this. Yeah. Um, not that they wouldn't, because this happens... Yeah. within their people all the time so i'm not trying to protect anyone but you know obviously if they didn't do it they they know they didn't do it and so because of that this is where i go back to the safety of our 
of our you know men and women serving overseas you know because of this there were several incidents where uh, servicemen got captured tortured beheaded killed murdered and um including a i believe it was a chinook that was also shot down and some other areas that were attacked some bases that were attacked up in abu Ghraib, which is by baghdad right that prison uh, and they, the claims were that it was revenge for what had happened to this girl. So they knew or they had an idea or thought that it was somebody yeah. in our, you know, forces. Uh, and so these guys not only, you know, committed these horrible crimes, but put our own men and women's lives in danger. And then knowing, I'm assuming, I didn't read anything that they were, they left right after this. So, but I'm assuming that they came back to the States after this. Right. Or they were probably close to being uh, coming home yeah. when they did it, because then that's when Green got discharged a few months later. Or maybe he got discharged over there. I'm not sure. But that was a pretty fast discharge. Yeah. I'm assuming they were demobbing. Yeah. And he admitted that he had some spiders in his head. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're not doing too well. And maybe you should not be in the military. Obviously, he didn't mm-hmm. say anything about the murders. That'd be crazy if he did. And then the government still covered it. Oh. You know, but anyways, nonetheless, he got let go few months later uh so after that word got around obviously as they do in units these guys probably couldn't shut up about it uh i don't have the name of the guy here but let me look him up uh i'll look him up right now but in the meantime um this young kid another specialist got wind of this uh and he didn't know who to go to he kind of heard a rumor that, you know, this guy Green and some other guys had been involved in the rape and killing. And he went to um, his, his NCO, a staff sergeant, who told him, he goes, you better not talk about this um, to oh, your leadership. Gosh. Wait, no, hold on. I know you're thinking it's horrible, but this guy was actually smarter. Oh, okay. He said, you, you can't trust anybody from the unit. <gasps> we have to, he goes, because he goes, you might even be in danger. Oh, like, that's how yeah. bad this is. I know how this stuff goes. So he goes, we have to talk to somebody we trust. So what he did is he told him to go to a special, like, uh, um, I don't know, either a counselor. Um, yep, he went to um, a military counselor, and that's where he told him what he had heard. And then the counselor, you know, um, obviously went to CID, and that from there on they kind of went, bypassed yeah. the, the leadership, bypassed the unit, and um, ended up investigating this. And turns out, yep, these guys were, were, were guilty. As fucking charged, but because of that, think about it. Like all the destruction, obviously the families, uh, the destruction they caused. Um, the these two young brothers, how are they going to grow up? Are they going to? I know. Are they, they're definitely never going to trust the United States. No. Um, that whole village. That is, whole village. We've never. lost. We've lost them. Um, as far as being allies, I mean, it's 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 tough. That's the whole point of like hearts and minds, right? Was to to gain uh, the the respect of the population, which I get it. And to some, you're like, it's a joke. We're never going to gain that respect from anybody in the Middle East, right? But at the same time, you know, there was some kind of peace, at least. You know, mm-hmm. you might not have to respect or love each other, but there was some kind of truce. And honestly, like, I think you can change people's minds. Oh yeah, I think if you kids, if, if you do kids well, who yes. Spent their entire life um, with the with military, military around right. them, and they speak English. They're and if they were treated well, that would be the the change because they're they're the future leaders. Right. But this just 
you know, makes it's, the cycle yeah. keep going. And they also put, you know, service members' lives in danger. Yeah. You know, and who knows? They may have been involved. Now, I'm not going to say, like, oh, the, the, the insurgents were, were in the right to kill our service members. Horrible, obviously. Horrible. Yeah. And they would have found any excuse to do it. So I'm mm -hmm. not saying, but nonetheless, these guys have Americans, uh, um, American blood on their hands, too. Yeah, I, I do absolutely. agree. You know, even though these other guys would have done this, you know, specifically for this reason, that's what they claimed, um, and and that's what it is. So I I would definitely put, you know, blood on their hands as well. Yeah. I mean, American blood on their hands as well mm -hmm. as as Iraqi blood on their hands. So, um, it's just um just a shitty shitty freaking story and these like horrible humans and this guy Green obviously he was. Uh, not well he was discharged from the military and then these other guys that were just kind of following along like if he's fucked up what's wrong with these fucking idiots they're listening to this and the PFC too by the way uh, not that it matters but I mean you don't, you don't you really don't have much influence when it comes to rank I know so it's not like he was bullying them it's not like they were listening to orders two of them were specialists yeah the rest were all private first class PFCs and I think one of them was a, was a private so a PFC to be fucking leading the gang you gotta be like shut the fuck Insane. up man like, um but obviously they were all weak-minded crazy messed up in the head so yes i have i have many words that i want to say <laughs> but yeah um anyways um so that's that's the story that's what happened um you guys found out what um happened to these guys already at the at the beginning um, one last thing I'll add up. Actually, no, you do your, your breakdown well, first and then we'll talk about green. It's just interesting how you're like, how can this happen when you have like all of these people who started, they're young, wanting to start their life out, serving their country, like nothing this, like how, how, how did it go bad? And you hear this so much because you hear it not just in the military, but you hear it just anywhere that high school students get this a lot, where it's just they start making, one person makes a bad decision and it just snowballs. And we call it a herd mentality, mom, mob mentality. Um, it can be a pack mentality, a gang mentality. So there's a lot of words to describe this whole group think. Um, you see it a lot with the protests that happened. Yeah. That people started out wanting to do good. They had, um, they, they did a lawful protest and then there's a tipping point somewhere where boom, it escalates to something that no one can get behind. Like you can't get behind violence and, um, destruction. And so, but it's really interesting when you start looking at like the causes of group think. One is invulnerable. I can't say this word. <laughs> invulnerability. Thank you. Invulnerability. Um, where like members of the group share an illusion of invulnerability <laughs> that creates invulnerability. Invulnerability. Trust me, I know this show's gonna make me a better. Uh, uh, speaker pronunciator of words because we picked some 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 topics with some some I'm names that are not say. the easiest to say so but so it's um it's it's just does it creates this ex excessive like op op 
optimism <laughs> and encourages like these abnormal acts like they all get together like except for green like these might have been normal people obviously they're douchebags they're weak they're horrible people because i would like to think in fact i know that the majority of people would not do this but it also that's what makes me so mad that i went through 20 years of the military i was in this whole time and of all the stupid ass classes we took why didn't we take a class on group think like you guys don't go down the rabbit hole don't like and and and, and i feel like the military is just this breeding ground for this group think well i'll say this we we group think is kind of what the military wants you to do when it comes to the mission they want you to follow a leader they want you to trust that leader with your lives and not question that leader at all unless this is where maybe we didn't get group think training or classes on mm -hmm. that but we did get training from the um uh what do you call it? The, the lawyers the right? jag the jag officers and yeah. they said you know if anything you know goes down if anybody does anything illegal or wrong i don't care who they are whether it's your officer your your commander your your platoon sergeant platoon leader you need to let us know or you need to turn them in or, or talk to somebody right so there's that that talk so you're kind of and then after that you know you have your commanders going listen you guys if there anything goes on you guys let us know first we have an open door policy don't go to them go to us first that yeah. kind of that kind of mentality where you keep it in house right yes and, and you believe it because you because you because in in all fairness if everything is right and you go you uh, get deployed with the an awesome unit and you trust your brothers and sisters that's the way it should be you should keep it in-house um, unless it's something like this obviously but it's the whole idea that the group cohesiveness is more important than the individual freedom of expression so it's like if you say something you're going against all of right. this and it's and it starts from the smallest little thing because like you can't disagree with anyone you can't share your thoughts you can't it's like nope you're, it's called diamond someone else. Why you got to dime me out? And yeah. it's like... Um, blue falcon. Blue falcon. But Which, it's like... When it comes to small things, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, mm -hmm. you don't want to have want, a unit full yeah. of snitches and people you can't trust around you. I, when it comes to those little things, but right? And it's hard it's... to distinguish. I mean, it's not hard. Let me, yeah. let me get this straight. <laughs> it's not hard to distinguish. Mm -hmm. Be I think it's hard to distinguish uh, when it comes to idiots. Like, these guys, weak-minded yeah. people. What you call them earlier? Was that a hard word to use? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it, when you have people like that, yeah, it's hard to tell the difference. But for example, if one of us was fucking up in my unit mm -hmm. and this happened, it happened in front of me and, and I, I, I was part of it. Somebody was fucking up and they weren't, f you know, getting in line. You know, you, you try to straighten them up. You try to straighten them up. Uh, and what do I mean by that? What, whatever it takes, right? So PT, right? And PT could be another word for, hey, do you also want to get in the ring and, and, and throw some blows, right? Let's yeah. let's box a little uh, or take someone out to the tree line, right? And that just means, you know, you're, you're probably going to fight some dude. You're going to fight some dude and then you come out of there and you might even have a drink afterwards and guess what? The issues go away, right? You kind of take care of it in-house and uh, and I know that's kind of old school and I know that like might fall under hazy and things like that, you know, but I witnessed it. I get it. It might not be the right way, but for us, you know, that was the only way we knew. 
Uh, as far as, you know, especially being artillery and a combat unit, these guys were infantry. So we took care of things in-house. And guess what? Things got better and they worked out. Now, it's hard sometimes, like I said, especially with douchebags like these guys, to know the difference of when, like, we're talking about things like, you know, clean your fucking mess. You know, don't get the rest of us in trouble. You know, uh, you know, go out and, and, and practice. Take care of your gear because if you don't take care of your gear... You can't shoot your weapon. Your weapon malfunctions. And then we fucking die because you couldn't cover our ass. Or you didn't take care of the vehicle like you were supposed to. So now we got a flat tire in the middle of Iraq and we're vulnerable, right? And you didn't check the oil. You That was your job, private. You know, whatever the case might be. You know, you didn't bring the water. Fuck, you're in trouble now. We're going to take care of it. You don't go to the commander because this yeah. guy's fucking up. Those are the things I'm talking about. Yeah, before you take care of those. You but, take care of those things. But, but it, that mentality just grows. It grows, right. It grows and grows. And so somebody starts doing illegal. Now, let's say... Let's say people drinking. That was illegal yes. overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even having pornography. Pornography is illegal, too. Mm-hmm. You think anybody's going to turn a guy in for having pornography? No. No, because you're like, what's... I mean, come on, man. Let him have his magazines. Let him have his, his, his porn. Yeah. That's the least... I mean, if that's going to distress him, you know? Every once in a while, you know, people had alcohol. I, I know, right? And people yeah. had, had, had alcohol. And so... Those kind of things, you kept those things in-house. And for the most part, nobody really cared about that stuff, even though it was illegal and it was against our, our you know, uh, regulations. Uh, those are the type of things that, that nobody cared about. And there's other stuff that if they were, you know, if people did care about it, they didn't care enough to get you in real trouble. And real trouble, when I say that, is, is documented. Right. Yeah. We don't document that stuff. We take care of it in house so yeah. that we can protect your career or things like that. Now, that sounds horrible because when it comes to rape or sexual assault, sexual harassment, that's the same mentality that we talk about. And people are like, well, we've got to protect their career. But I'm like, but there's a difference between protecting somebody that's that's sneaking alcohol or pornography mm-hmm. and somebody's actually physically hurting or abusing somebody else. There's a difference, and you're right. When you say that, it, that cross that line gets blurred. You don't know how far to take this loyalty, right? And some people take it all the way to the fucking grave. Mm-hmm. And they take it so, so far. It was funny how you're like, um, you. There would be an argument that if you combine alcohol and porn with a bunch of like guys then that is the recipe for the next step is sexual assault and, you know, yeah, do, but, you making know, poor decisions. So you know it, the army in their wisdom was right. It's like, right. Take, take all those vices off and maybe we wouldn't be having these situations. Because not everybody can handle that. Yes. Right? And you're supposed to police your own, right? Yes. But I'm here to also say that that, that sucks that that has to cover everyone because out of the 11 years that I was in, two deployments, uh, I was on, on the border mission. I mean, I spent almost five years on either Title 10, Title 32 orders, which is active in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form between schools and everything else. I never saw this go to that level, you know, You're when right. people were doing that. So for the majority, you it know, works. we cover up because it's not, it, it, nothing worse happened than we had a little drink when we weren't supposed to, right? Yeah. We had uh, illegal substances like pornographic material when you weren't supposed mm-hmm. to, and like nobody's saying or diming anyone but these out. These guys drink and they kill a and family. And they kill a family, right? It's and like, I, I get it. And so yeah. for me, it's also unfair to say, well, you know, when you drink, you know, you rape. 
I'm no, like, you know, I, I, I'm not saying you're yeah, saying it, but, but I'm saying, the, 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 the mentality, but I get it. Big Army doesn't care about the individual. Big Army cares about Big Army. And they know, they're like, if one out of a thousand commits a murder or a rape or sexual assault because they're drunk or belligerent, um, then that's who we're going to take care of. And so that's why so I've always no said drinks. people come out of the military, you know, talking about socialism, you know, sucks and, you know, being super conservative and all this other stuff. And, and I, well, while I agree, I'm a little bit, I lean more towards the conservative side and liberal on social, social stuff, you know, like do whatever you want to, uh, as long as it doesn't affect me. Right. But it's funny that the military is our biggest, probably our biggest social, um, what do you call it? Experiment. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's, it's a socialism. socialist. It's socialism. Yeah. I mean, you get free medical, but it's not the best medical. You have yeah. to wait in lines. You, you might get shitty. <laughs> trust me. Shitty dentist, <laughs> shitty everything. Um, yeah. It uh, you get everything covered. You get your meals, but they tell you what to wear. You get free clothing, but you, they tell you what to wear. You what? get everybody gets yeah. the same pay. Right. As long as you advance at, at that. So level. no matter how hard you work, you the person yep. next to you, the lazy fucking private, the, the, the shammer, the, uh-huh. the E4 that knows how to sham. Yeah. You know, is going to make the same pay as, as that corporal who's the same rank, mm-hmm. uh, E4, right? Or even the other E4s that are working their asses off, right? And um, and, and no one's going to give a fuck, right? Now, eventually it does catch up to you, and that's how you, you know, make promotion or not. But the smart but ones it, yeah, know they get how to, through it. they get through it. So, so that's socialism, right? It's, it's, the, it's our biggest socialist oh, program that we have. Oh, the military is what I always think about when I'm like, there's... I am not a socialist. I do not. Socialism is bad. Um, I think we can make affordable health care without making it free. I think it's okay if you, even if it's a, a minimal amount. People, you know, it's we're humans. We're animals. We want to we want to fight for for what we have. Um, and so I'm not. And when I look at the military, exactly. I do not want to be told what to do. I want to, I don't want a set paycheck. I want to have control of that. Yeah. So I, I want to be able to run my own business. Yes, I do not. And by the way, you know, you put it best um, because I use this all the time so that people understand because some of the things we talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, the way we we talked about, you know, uh, femicide, you know, the murder Mm -hmm. of women, the way we we protect women and talk about these bad guys in, in Mexico and Juarez, also in the military. There's also femicide going on in the military. Fort Hood, you know, mm-hmm. we were, you know, um, it, people think we're, we're it's, it's liberal thoughts. I'm like, if you guys knew us, like, we're, this is what you said. Uh, and I fall under that same uh, this train of thought. Is like, I am uh, physically conservative and socially liberal, right? Yes. I want our country to save their money and do right and, and, and tax us correctly. Uh, you know, don't overtax us, you know, do it smart, save money, take care of our country, take care of our nation, take care of our homeless people, but also, you know, have programs to help those in need. And socially, you know, I don't care about your, you know, what you want to do with your life, you know, uh, yeah. whether, you know, you're for abortion, you know, gay rights, lesbian rights, you know, LGBTQ, that's amazing. Let people do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. If I don't believe in it, doesn't mean that it's not right either. Uh, doesn't mean that it doesn't affect others. Um, and when I say I don't care, doesn't mean that I don't want to help those groups. What I mean is I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I'm not against it. I'm not going to say, no, 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 no. 
you know, gay rights are not real rights. Like we can't have that. We can't allow that. You know, uh, the church says this and that, whatever I'm, you know, in my mind, I, I question everything. I also question the church, you know, mm-hmm. for, for someone being conservative, I'm liberal on, on that end, yeah. right? Where I question everything. I question yeah. all that stuff. But as long as it doesn't affect me, don't tell me how to live my life. Don't tell me how to run my business. Yeah. Um, whether you're conservative or liberal, none of you should be telling me how to run my business, right? Yeah. That will take care of itself. Like the one lady, or I think it was a, a, a family, whoever was that ran that bakery, that refused to bake a cake for, for a gay couple, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they got sued and all that sort of stuff. And my whole thing is like, look, if they don't want to make you a cake, that's fine. That's their right, right? Um, I don't think you should be able to sue them because they don't want to do business with you. Now, the economy will take care of them, right? If they, yeah. if they, like, are, we're not gonna buy a cake. If them. if we're not gonna, yeah, if we're if if I I don't want to associate with someone who who has that kind of hate, you know, that they won't build or I mean build a cake for somebody or or work with certain groups. I'm probably even though even though you know I don't I don't really care. I probably won't go to that that bakery, you know. And so will a lot of people. We're going to yeah. do the same. Let the economy take care of that. And it will, right? It mm-hmm. will. It's just smart business. For yeah. me, it's like be inclusive. Uh, and I, I just feel like that's that's kind of where we're like right in the middle. Uh, on certain topics, we go a little bit over. We tilt this way. We tilt that way. Um, and so, but we're not like liberals where we're against the military. When we no, talk about these subjects, about there's nothing There's nothing more American than then you know then calling out your own policing your own we talk about policing our own yeah well let's do it let's yeah, do it here let's no do kidding. it and talk about the bad guys and stop stop getting so pissed off about like well, you guys are just pointing a, a negative light on the military wake the fuck up man there's yeah. always been a negative light on the military let's not lie to ourselves about our past let's not lie to, uh, to ourselves about you know what what uh horrific events you know our military uh played in the native americans yeah. And destroying them, burning down their villages and, 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 and you know, killing the men and women in, in certain areas and, and moving them to, you know, what what now is is, uh, you know, reservations, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget all those. I know that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Every time we go into these rabbit holes, I'm telling <laughs> you. But at the same time. We still joined the military. We still did our time, and we still love our military, right? Yeah. For its rights and its wrongs. So mm-hmm. I think there's nothing more American than calling out the BS, right? Yeah. So and if you think you can do better, uh, and I'm talking to individuals, I'll post. Actually, I have some of those uh, negative comments people have left. Oh, if you think yeah. you can do better, then start your own podcast and 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 be one-sided. Be one-sided. Yeah. Talk about all the good stuff. And and just one subject and and and, and see how far that and gets. Don't you. Don't, don't and don't expand. Don't expand. And look at other points of view. Yeah, let's like, see let's see where that takes you. But anyways, I digress. So other ones, uh, like a group that operates in an insulated atmosphere, that's definitely a deployment. Like when we say, like this was this was the could be a case study on group think because these people were in an isolated outpost. Um, where I guarantee you the one guy that was not involved in this at all and they kept it from him, that guy was probably very, but like, like that says a lot about his character because they didn't even try with him. He knew nothing about it and they knew that guy's not going to bend. They're not. So they just excluded them and 
And that guy's probably like, thank fucking God. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that I did not get. And so it's like this insulated atmosphere and kind of goes with what you were just saying. When when you refuse to hear any other conversations than when people 100% agree with you, when you just disregard their their conversations, that's where we get this group think. So we talked about Justin Watts. He is, well, I didn't say his name, but he's the whistleblower. Mm. He's the guy that originally heard uh, what had happened a few months later. And uh, in June is when they were all, you know, brought in and tried, not tried. And it took, actually, it's funny because even Green wasn't tried till 2008. So in this in 2006 in in June 2006 is when they all got arrested. Uh, so Justin in May is when he found out and told his leadership and then told the counselors. Uh, his name is Justin Watts. I know I, I didn't say his name earlier, but um, he um um what was I gonna say? Uh, shit. Oh. Here it is. He was medically discharged uh, a few years later uh, and is now running a computer business. He said that he received death threats while he was still in the military oh after going forward. So just like we said earlier, like that guy was right. His, his NCO who said, yeah. you know, don't tell your leadership because, you know. Um, so in 2010, he was asked by the U.S. Army Center for Army Professionals and Ethics at West Point, New York, to be interviewed and speak before Army profession and audiences about his decision to report the uh, crimes in accordance with his moral obligation to uphold the Army ethic. Watt and Sergeant Diem, Sergeant Diem was the guy he went to, uh, have both done so, including venues at which hundreds of senior Army leaders were present, for which their acts were given standing ovations. So it's kind of like we were talking about, you know, we still have people that attack us for the things we talk about on this podcast, right? Yeah. And then here you go, these guys, well, no wonder they were afraid. I mean, they received death threats. Yeah. You know, they were probably outcasted. And, you know, when you say he was medically discharged, I don't know what that entails, but possibly... PTSD? Yeah. You think maybe having, what he, having to deal with this stuff? And yeah. who knows? Maybe he had some other stuff going yeah. on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, that comes to mind. I'm like, yeah. maybe like, that what was did exacerbated. He have to go through? Because going through the military, you know, or mm-hmm. having done this and all the shit he had to go through, it couldn't have been easy, right? So that's pretty cool that they, you know, they get to go back and tell their story again. And that, that's got to help with any, any doubts they had that they did the right thing. That's got to help with their, their morale, you yeah. know? Uh, and their ethics, knowing that they did the right thing, even and even now they're looked up to by by leadership. So that's got to give you a positive uh, outlook on the military. You know, as much as as uh, we talk about all the negative stuff, that there's still good leaders out there, or at least programs trying to build good leaders. Yeah. You know, so uh, West Point obviously yeah. trying to do you know the right thing by bringing real people real witnesses because these are officers that are going to be out there later on and are going to be like I know a guy like that I knew a guy like that yeah. I heard a guy talk about these kind of things and I will never let this kind of stuff happen to my unit and hopefully that sends a trend right so I don't know we'll we'll see but that's that's really good um, information to know that they're doing that stuff so yeah and then just some of the other things that kind of this makes this like the post child of group think is that the group is under a lot of stress to perform, which in a military setting, yes, there's a lot of stress. Um, and the members' social backgrounds and ideology are homogenized. 
homogenous. So what do they do with basic training? They basically strip off all your individuality and make you into this soldier just like everybody else. So how that works perfectly to do great things when it fails, it just is like a vacuum for this other side of yeah, I mean, it trains you. It's going yeah. bad. Good or bad, it trains you uh, very well. Yes. It trains you very well to do certain things. So uh, anything else on, on that group think? No, just, it makes I sense. mean, yeah, and I, they just some of the things that you can do is just be aware of it. Also, like, leaders, um, like, if you feel you're being pressured, like, you should always think for your inner self, like, Take time, take a step back. Um, that's some of the suggestions that they do to like break away from the group and just think about it. And then, and you're, then, and then you're known as the loner, the loner. Yeah, but know, you know it, what? That's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's always <laughs> yeah, something. It's it always, always something. something. But I think that we've always all done that in some way in our lives. Yeah, I agree. Where you're like, I did that for an organization that they were. All it was a nonprofit. They were going to do this great thing, and then I helped fill out a grant. And I was like, "Oh, these numbers don't match." And I was like, "Okay, I don't know enough to report this. I, I, this is just what I'm thinking. I'm not a accountant, but I'm just like, ooh, these numbers don't don't Add match up. to what you're saying to the rest of the world.' So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and bow out and. Never in my life have I made a better decision as far as just getting away from a highly respected organization to just step away because it did eventually fail and I was so far removed yeah. from it. And investigating. And yeah, and I feel really good about that. Um, and I know we've all done that. And or we've been at organizations where we're like, you know, because you always love organizations you're a part of. That's why you're a part of it. And then you're like, wait, you start, wait, you know, getting these little things. And sometimes you stay a little bit too long, like maybe a year too long. Yeah. And or, you know, um, but you, it's just very important it's your, to it's listen your to that. your spidey senses. Yeah, you got to listen to it and be like, listen you know what? Listen to your spidey senses. I got to get out of this, take a break and, and, and just step back because groupthink is real and it takes down and it, it has some serious consequences. Well, I'll finish this with a good note. Okay, good, because this is depressing. Green was held in a United States penitentiary in Tucson, Arizona. Oh. That's not the good note, but that's interesting Interesting that he happens to be here in Arizona. Um, well, used to be, because he died oh. February fifteenth, two 2014, from complications following an attempt at suicide by hanging. Oh. So I hope he suffered. Yes. I hope he suffered. I'm not happy that he cowered took the coward's way out mm -hmm. instead of you know staying in prison all the time i hope that during his time in prison that he was you know you know, got got what he deserved yeah by other inmates i hope yeah i hope that happened because he was um i remember in in um civilian prison he yeah. didn't go to not that it probably not that it doesn't happen these these situations you know that mm -hmm. that happen in uh in regular prisons i'm sure they happen in in military prisons as well yeah. I'm, I'm not sure 
Uh, but anyways, any especially anybody that's a child rapist, you yeah, know, you know, we all know what happens to you in prison. So hopefully he 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 had some things happen to him that that caused him to because the way this sounds, this guy doesn't sound like he had remorse. No, I, I don't. I, I want to. I mean, I wish I, I could believe that he had some type of remorse, but I feel like he killed himself because. You know, things kept happening to him that he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, yeah. I'd like to think that, that he suffered. Yeah. And he took his life because he had, you know, 10 years of, of you know, being gang raped and whatever, you know, <laughs> in prison. Uh, but you know what? doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know, this dude's gone, this douchebag. Dishonorable um, mention, you know, goes yeah. to this whole group, you know, yeah. this whole group, especially Green. Uh, and, his, and his followers, his little minions. And um, I hope that they're not having a good time in prison either. No. So, at the end of the day, you know, uh, at least this time justice was was served. Yeah, and they're coming up on. I bet some of them, if they, the ones the ones in parole for yeah at yeah. twenty years. So in about eight to ten years, some of them. Some be of released. them, yeah. There was I think one or two of them that were ninety years, right? Ninety or eighty years. Oh yeah. But there was one that had twenty years. Uh, after twenty years of, he was eligible for parole. Yeah. So, anyways, that was uh, today's dishonorable mention. This one was uh, pretty bad, man. Ugh, it's it awful. bad. It's awful. It was it was almost as bad as the um, uh, uh, Baylor guy. Remember? Yeah. Conrique's buddy that killed. Oh him. yeah. I mean, I don't I don't remember. I don't think he raped anyone. Not that it matters, but he killed sixteen people from yeah. a small village by himself. That was a. He was awful. Another that was our very first one. So if you guys are interested in hearing that story, um, that was. Uh, a bad one too so um, mm-hmm. go back and, and listen to our very first uh, dishonorable mention anyways uh, for Crystal uh, group think is bad yes Reedy <laughs> I'm outside the wire of wire take care everybody have you all heard of Valor's Veterans Community AZ well let me tell you about them they are a 501c3 nonprofit which helps organize social gatherings and volunteer opportunities for veterans and their families. VVC was created in 2018 by our good friend Ro Gonzalez. You may have heard him on this show before. Uh, this guy's awesome, man. He's got the hookup to all sorts of sporting events, movie premieres, and all kinds of cool shit. Bringing like-minded people together not only allows everyone to share resources, but also helps reconnect that bond military members had while they were still in the service. VVCAZ also holds a monthly coffee social the third Saturday of every month where local organizations can share their resources. Their goal is to build Arizona's strongest veteran community by engaging veterans one at a time. Please check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and ValorsVeteransCommunityAZ.org.